Hello, hello, hello. We're just two normal dudes trying to live this Jesus life. My name's Josh. Hey, I'm Andrew, and we are This Jesus Life Podcast, coming at you live in 2022. Dude, we made it, That's Josh. How's it going? Crazy. We made it to 22. 22. That's that's a little mind boggling. I'm I won't yeah. say that part. I was going to say what year I graduated high school, but I'm old enough as it is. We don't need to re- reminisce. Uh, <laughs> but 2022. I never thought this possible. Uh, it also feels like it's been a really long time since yeah. we recorded a podcast. It has uh, been. So it for has that, been a we while. apologize, but it's it's Christmas, so we wanted to spend time yeah. with family and not yeah. record a podcast that's just really yeah how that and we out. tried once or twice and then we both like weren't working and didn't have our normal schedules and we're terrible at <laughs> things when we don't have too. normal schedules andrew so. andrew was even going to get on and just wish you guys a, a merry christmas almost said happy I birthday uh, but it's not that um and that just never happened either we're just yeah we you guys i really wanted to i i hope you felt a merry christmas from this jesus life podcast had every intent of getting on and saying merry christmas but then family showed up right as i was about to do that i'm like well hope somebody else tells them merry christmas um so let me you should have just brought them be, on with you should have been a, a, a family affair just put the mic in the middle of the table and said let's go Without telling um, them to you, you just be like, hey guys, <laughs> I'm just going to say something. I'm recording our conversation and it will be a podcast. Uh, I hope that doesn't make anybody nervous. It's so much easier and... podcast. If we just start recording our conversations, <laughs> just the conversation, <laughs> I just start recording them and putting them out just... there. <laughs> what are you doing? Oh, just, just recording for a podcast. <laughs> what do you mean? Oh, like the last 20 minutes uh, have been recorded and will be going up. Um, dude, happy 22. I feel like 2021 happened and hardly happened. Uh, we had a baby. Um, I got fired and hired by the same company. Um, figured dude, out. That's right. That did happen last year. Dude. Yeah. All in January. I, I hope this January that. is way more relaxed than last January. Cause that was intense. That was when I got fired and when, uh, uh we welcomed a new baby. So, well, he didn't get yeah, fired. He got laid off. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Janet they did hire him back. Fired. Yeah, yeah. They basically, they cut my position though. Like I, I had an end date and I had enough time to try to go for the new jobs. It was a re- reorganization, but, uh, you know, better for but it like, at this look, point. Yeah. 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 Look at, yeah. look at the job you have now and the things you get to do now. Like, yeah. Yeah. Wouldn't happen like no regrets. Stuck in the other I'm job. just saying, I hope 2022 doesn't start in as intensive a way as 2021 did. So That's fair. anyway, dude. Um, but yeah, it's weird. The last year has like flown by and gone real slow all at the same time. And it's kind of hard to believe we're here in a new year, but we sit here today, January 1st, uh, doing our podcast. So yeah. that's where we're at. How was uh, your Christmas? Dude, it was. What was By asking that question, all I really care about, Andrew, to be honest, is what cool presents did you get? Dude, we got, I got one. Okay, I got a sweet jacket that I'm really stoked about. A really nice marmot puff jacket. Um, that was like my best personal just for me present because I've wanted one for a long time, but I was too cheap to pull the trigger and it was a great gift. So That's that great. was a cool one and I didn't see it coming, which made it better. And then um, the big one was that Jana and I decided, okay, we're not getting presents for each other. We're just going to buy like a legitimate espresso machine for our house. So we got a really nice one. And um, dude, it's been... We haven't been like going crazy on it, but we've been using it every day and it's like solid, like real deal espresso, great steam wand. I can do all the drinks that we used to do when we worked at a a coffee shop in college. Um, And yeah, man, that's that's the big deal. What about you? It's not like it's not like uh, when the office got like the Keurig espresso machine and they had to go through every flavor. So you haven't like gone through totally. all your coffee yet to be like, what does this that's, taste like as an espresso? What does this taste that's like? That's a espresso? great episode. <clears throat> no, not like that. I yet, would, I would I'm like sure you we'll to do this. Day. Yeah. Hmm. Just for my pleasure. And then record it yeah. on Instagram and let me know. Cause I don't get on there enough, but 
Um, I would like you to give a shot of espresso to your oldest uh, and just record it throughout the day. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Dude, she loves the flavor of coffee, but would be like so wired. Oh, man, that could go really off the rails. I'm not even sure what would happen, honestly. Um <laughs> It could be really fun, and then I feel really like it'd intense. be pretty entertaining. Your wife, your wife will probably kill you at the end of the day, but yes. at least through the day, it's pure good content. <laughs> great content, great content, dude. What that about you? How was your Christmas? And by that, I mean what was the best? What was the gift <laughs> you're still excited about? <laughs> I would just, I would just like to say this. Now it was a small Christmas for us. It was just my parents. Uh, my brother and his girlfriend and then, then me. Um, so buying presents was super easy because you don't have to buy presents for a handful of people. Literally, nice. just a handful. Well, I bought a lot of presents for myself. Um, but I, I would like to say this. At the end of Christmas, after all the presents are open and you look around the room and see what presents are being played with the most, uh, I think I won Christmas because they were all playing <laughs> with my presents. I'm just saying. Dude, uh, nice. Winner, winner, chicken dinner. But... Uh, I don't know if I got any like big presents. Uh, I got one of those robot vacuums, which is pretty nice. slick because that goes back honest, and it's if like the has robot a little dock a and vacuum, everything. Yeah. 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 And it's like a mop too. Um, nice. And like, if I didn't have that, let's be honest, my house gets swept and mopped maybe once a month, uh, depending on how nice, bad the floors man. are. <laughs> You're going to be feeling so fresh uh, and clean, man. That's awesome. Yeah, so that was, that was pretty nice. And then I bought a lot of presents for myself, of course, because like, you buy the best presents. Uh, you're the right. best present buyer when it's yourself. Right. Um, it's pretty easy. But I don't remember you know. what I bought myself, so I can't remember now. I'm trying to remember, but I can't remember. Uh, and then other than that, it was like cash and that kind of stuff, which is always nice. Don't get me wrong. I like money. Yeah. Yeah, uh, but no, it's pretty low key. Um, we uh, did all like the Colorado Springs highlights, so like nice. Cave of the Winds. Which, by the way, uh, I forgot that there's um, what do they call those things uh, on the side of the mountain, right next to the Cave of the Winds dwellings, the cave dwellings. Have you ever been there? No, I literally never went no. there when we lived in Colorado. No, I've never. you're not missing anything, but I pulled okay. into the wrong entrance uh, and I pulled into there and then I paid for everybody. And I was like, that's weird. I don't remember paying to get into oh. the like parking area at Cave of the Winds, but I was like, whatever. Uh, maybe I'm just remembering it wrong. Uh, then we start driving up. My brother's like, oh, where's the cave dwellings? And I'm like, cave dwellings? There's no cave dwellings at Cave of the Winds. And then it like hit me right there and I just started laughing. And you're just like, oh, you got to be freaking kidding me. <laughs> <laughs> pulled into oh, the wrong driveway funny. that's funny yeah man. so 40 dollar mistake and um you know we got to see i'm pretty sure those cave dwellings are fake by the way um they oh, wow. look fake and to every sign says an illustration of so i'm starting to believe that none of that stuff's real um, hmm. but if you are in colorado springs there's so many other things to visit then uh i don't know what they call them. manitou cave dwellings maybe is what they're called go check out all the other but things then, if you live in the area yeah and i've done cave of the winds a handful of times um but we did the there's like um what do they call it it's like the ghost tours or something like that where like it's all dark and you just have like this candle that lights huh. your way uh, and you have to like, Interesting. it's like this long path in and then they tell all these ghost stories, which they say are true, which I don't know the guy that did our thing. He convinced me that they were true. Um, hmm. But uh, that was, it was a lot of fun. Like if you're going to do it, do that. It's not cheap. I don't know what we paid, like 50 bucks a head or something like that. But um, definitely, but fun. definitely much better than the other one. Um, if you've gone nice. to the other one already, because caves are caves. Like they got right. stagmites and whatever the ones spiders, are, the other called stalactites <laughs> and, and, and yeah, stalactites. Those are the yeah. ones that hold to the the ceiling. By the way, because they, they hold they hold tight, tight to, the, to ceiling. the ceiling. Yes, yeah, stalagmite because it and the it <laughs> it pokes might up from the ground. Over. I'm not sure. Yeah, because <laughs> <laughs> it might poke up from the ground. Uh, I don't know, dude. We don't know. It might. It's yeah, and that's pretty low key. Good. Kind of hit nice. up all the other sites, Colorado Springs. Uh, I was ready for my brother. I don't think he listens to the podcast. If he does, I love you, Nate. 
Um, but I was thinking my brother's going to ask his girlfriend to marry him on Christmas Eve. He was being a little coy about it, but it didn't huh. happen. So there's huh. that. Um, but Dang. yeah, other than that, pretty easy. Had a week and a half off of work, which let's be honest is a win. So nice. Uh, anytime. Yes. Time away. It was long enough time that I was like, man, I'm ready to go back to work. And yeah. then I went back to work on yeah. Wednesday and I was like, mm, I don't want to come back to work. <laughs> Tuesday is my first day back. I, yeah. Took about oh, two, weeks, two weeks, but too. yeah, took a full two weeks because my team was doing that. And I'm like, well, I might yeah. as well, too. I have the time. Let's well, do it. You know, so your organization yeah. is is so nice that they give you guys the week off automatically yes. between Christmas and yes, years, which is which is a, a pretty new week. thing. But I'm glad it's here still. Like, that's awesome. Yeah. yeah. I need to convince, I need to convince my company to do the same because it's not like we were productive at all this last week. Like right. most of the company's gone still and you know, yeah nothing really to do you just yeah. kind of twiddle your thumbs and talk to people yeah but, fair enough yeah. dude what's uh as we start this new year not that we do new year goals though i think you did a word of the year one year uh if i remember correctly two years oh, you did it was yeah first years. was wait, chickens. Wait, don't tell me i'm gonna try to remember no, oh. no 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 dude you're gonna ruin it okay i would never guess chicken i forgot about that one Dude, um, you got me the chicken keychain, the year of the I chicken. I still use it. Well, now it. you say still it, I remember that. it. Yeah. <laughs> uh, uh, present? Is it something like that? The second It's year? close. Focus. Focus. Yeah. Focus. Focus on, on God, being a good, my relationship with God, uh, being a good husband to my wife, and being a, a good father uh, to my kids. The year of focus. And I prayed about it and I don't think that season's done. And and it's not like when a season's done the lessons are gone, you know, but I think I think it's just still the year of focus. Um even though it's more so than a year. With when that season is done, do you just have to stop focusing? Like are you like free yeah. to do whatever? Yeah, you just do whatever. Yeah. You this start actually doing the stuff and then stop. Year. I a intentionally lot. not focus on anything. <laughs> year of no focus. Be a very productive year. The, the year of espresso, you just take a shot every couple yeah. hours and focus on whatever you want for a while. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, though what about you? Do you New have Year's a resolutions a... are useless, but what is, what is one thing you're hoping for or dreaming of this year? And what is one thing you hope to accomplish this year? Like characterize yeah. accomplish, like change about who That's you are. a great thing. So on the, on the hope or like, goal side um we hope to get a cool little camper and start doing family trips um sorry if you hear background noise we're gonna do what we can about that but it is close to lunch slash nap time um so that's like the goal is get the family a camper we're gonna need a (laughs) oh boy we're gonna need a different vehicle and all that that's that's charlotte uh, how about you chime in for a sec with your goal? All right. That was that was quick. Uh, Andrew, I was really hoping that you would give me more time uh, to come up with answers to my questions because <laughs> I asked them without being prepared. Um, dreaming of, you know, I'm in the process of planning a church with a, with a great group of people. So, you know, seeing that take take bigger steps. Uh, unfortunately, our model of of growth is slow growth. So. Right. Uh, it doesn't right. move as fast as I want it to move, but it's definitely seen some great movement. So um, that's probably the dream to see that more uh, come to fruition. Um, the the goal or thing, I don't know. I've been thinking about this probably for like the last couple of months. Like, I mean, we may even talked about it on the podcast. I don't remember, but like there's certain individuals that you come in contact with, whether you know them mm-hmm. personally or you watch them from afar that like, you know, they deeply love Jesus. Um, like the, the fruits of the spirit are just completely evident in who they are and they just kind of yeah. oozes out of them. Um, I want to get closer to that. Um, so like my prayer for the last couple of days or, you know, for the next month is going to be, um, shoot, I forgot what it was. <laughs> it's a good prayer. Um, filled with the fruit of the um, spirit, maybe. No, there's a way that I'm saying it, but I can't remember how I'm saying it. So I'll just say it this way and it just won't sound as eloquent. Hmm. Um, is uh, like, God, draw my heart close to yours. Like I want to hmm. be in line in that area, uh, which I know is like 
super Christianese and cheesy and you're like, oh, but um, there's power in being connected with Jesus in that way. So I want to be connected yeah. to Jesus closer in that way. And will that's a good goal, man. There. So heck yeah. That's yeah, awesome. So that's kind of it's crazy yeah, to think sorry, about it. in a year you could out. accomplish a lot. Yeah. Yeah. And I, I told you just the one that's like a quick or a goal. We've been we've been saving towards camper fund, you know, um, trying to work towards that. But but I think it'll be very realistic, hopefully come spring to to do that, to pull the trigger on it. And it'll be like a cool way to start a bunch of experiences as a family, hopefully. Um, if yeah. that is a hit, which I think it'll be a hit. So, um, but then, yeah, man, like, I don't know, like I've been praying about it often. Like, God, is this still the year of focus? Is there something else I need to focus my mentality on? And it really feels like that, that season isn't done yet. So, um, I don't know what that means. Um, I, I hope to see our relationships with family and friends go deeper and, be more unified, you know, uh, through this year. Um, work-wise, I, I'm in a job that I could see myself still being in at the end of the year and still really enjoying, but I want to stay challenged and stay like, uh, I, I don't like it when my job is like simple for me, you know, like I like a good challenge. Um, so it just means I need to be intentionally growing and, and challenging myself. Um, and then, you know, 2022, like we've been in this pandemic for quite a while um, and like the normal stuff has been interrupted for quite a while, but feels like we're, we've turned a corner on that in a, a lot of ways. And I want to be intentional to like build some new friendships or, or go deeper in some friendships I have with, with people that I'm physically cl- close to, you know, um, this year. So yeah more general go goals than what you said, but, but those are, you know, definite goals. And then I was also thinking like later this evening, maybe journaling for a little bit and trying to write goals out more, uh, more thoroughly, you know, cause it's been just a whirlwind since before Christmas of like different gatherings, going to Ohio, coming back, all the things, you know, so wanted to take a minute and reflect uh, as we start this new year. So yeah, man. That's what's up over here. Good thing to do. Re- reflection is a powerful thing if you're willing to take the time to do it. Well, if you're doing right. it with Jesus, probably in general, but yeah. with Jesus, yeah. it's even more potent. That's uh, right. But yeah. Uh, yeah. I was going to ask you another thing, but I forgot what it was. So we're in the middle of this <laughs> series that we're calling Foundations. Uh, we're talking about just foundational beliefs, founda- foundational like theological stances on things. Um, that Christians uh, align with. Um, so we've talked about uh, humanity from the perspective of, you know, the problem that humanity has, that our sin has separated us from God. And we've talked about God the Father. We've talked about God the Son. we talked about God the Holy Spirit. Uh, we talked about salvation. We talked, mm-hmm. anything else we talked about? Or am I forgetting something? That's it. I think salvation was the last one, which was, yeah, a good but hard one. Yeah. A few weeks ago. Uh, oh, the, yeah, the Holy Spirit. <laughs> that's good. that's yes. what it was. We recorded the Holy Spirit twice. <laughs> we did. I forgot about that. We one. did. Mm-hmm. Uh, we'll get Which better. I'm glad we Actually, did. Someone the second told one me, came out way better. Yeah. Yeah, someone listened to the podcast and, and told me. It might have been my mom, actually, which when that my mother listens to my podcast, um, that uh, we, sh- we should know more about the Holy Spirit. <laughs> yeah, whatever. <laughs> We're all Classic. on a journey. Leave me alone. Um, but yeah, so this week uh, we're going to continue along this series. And we're talking about the church. Um, what is the church? What is the impact of the church? What is the goal of the church? What is role of the church? How is the church, the church, the role uh-huh. of the church. Which any questions that come along with the church? But Andrew, before we kind of dive into it, thick. What's your overview thoughts? What is the church? <sighs> okay. Um, church, I think it's super easy to think of mega institutions or local churches or whatever, um, to think of like the institutional side of church, like a big gathering of people or a building or a series, a denomination or whatever. Um, I think the church is simply believers. Uh, it's, it's people who, follow 
in the way of Jesus and, and that usually gather together. Um, I do think there's initially the, the kind of Christ followers were called the way, you know, that's, that's what their kind of religion was referred to was this is the way because it was walking in the way of Jesus. Um, but today I think the church is, is still believers around the world, um, following in, in the way of Jesus and often uniting together at churches, you know, like that is a gathering place is the local church. But, but I think it's simply believers. Like, I don't think it's buildings. I don't think it's denominations. I don't even think it's theological positions. I think the church is you and me and each other Christ follower trying to live not saying this for a commercial, but this Jesus life, um, honestly, uh, in, in each sphere of their life. I think it's simply people following the Lord uh, by, by the example and teachings of Jesus and, and that uh, which is in the Bible, um, revealed through the Bible. So, yeah, man, I think it's just people. I think it's there's a lot of people uh, who follow Jesus. There's a couple billion people in the world who would say they're, they're Christ followers. And I think that's the church. Um, I, I think we, it gets muddled and confused a lot because it's like, wait, is it the, all the Catholics or all the Presbyterians or all the, I don't know. Like it's, it's people honestly following um, the Lord and seeking the Lord by following in the way of Jesus. That's, that is the church at a macro level. And when we were talking about this, um, we, we talked about, or we said like, Hey, what is the role of the church? And, um, I have a few thoughts there, but before we go to the role of the church, like what, what would you add to, or take away from what I said of like, what is the church? Like, what would you say about that? Yeah. And like you said, like the church, the term, the church or the, the word, the church, like it represents so many different things, um, for so many different people. Like, you know, it's a building like that's that's what we use to to call a religious building. We call it the church um, right. at least in Christianity. Um, there's the organization of the church, like the functioning side of church that that has to um, uh, manage its you know assets and all those kinds of things and, and you know, mobilize volunteers yeah. and all of those things, the, the organization piece. And then there's what you're talking about, like the body of believers and. And I think, I think majority of Christians, I would assume if you've been a Christian for a while, understands that concept of like, oh no, the church is its people. Um, but I don't think we necessarily practice that concept well. Mm-hmm. Um, like I was, I was watching, I was like skimming through all the, the Christmas Eve services on the internet, um, on the internets and interweb. Uh, yeah. I was watching one, one church and the way that they talked about the church and it wasn't it's not necessarily bad because there's plenty of churches that do it um but it talks about it like from the perspective of a brand like you would talk about apple like this is what we are this is what we stand for and it's the missing piece of the people that make up that body and i get how hard it is to live in that vein but um i think that's where the that's where the that's where the power lives inside of the church is inside of the the community of the people um that make up you know that that brand or that name um, from a big picture perspective. And I think so often we miss a lot of that. Like, you know, if if we, if we transition the word from church to community, like what does your community look like? Um, You know, how is your community investing in you? Um, So you're more like Jesus. How are you investing in your community? Um, And that happens at an individual level, right? Um, I think, corporately there's some elements of that that can happen but i think we use corporately as an excuse to not have to do it individually um to invest in people but um, and i'm as guilty as anyone else i'm not you know throwing stones without looking in the mirror first but um so i, I think there's that piece that that's important to kind of dig into from from um the role of the church or you know what what role does it play um, that we can we can definitely dive into. I was thinking this though. I remember there, there's there's moments in your life that I don't know for whatever reason, whether they they seem in, insignificant or or they're monumentous uh, in the moment. 
um, like they're just, you just remember it. Like I remember sitting at my desk and I'm like 18, 19 years old, probably. And just to give you a good picture, I, I had an executive L shaped desk in my bedroom because I was <laughs> right. a strange child. That's right. <laughs> um, and I was sitting at my executive desk doing executive things, uh, which involved reading my Bible. And I remember reading, uh, I can't remember where it is right now, um, about the way it was probably acts actually. Um, yeah. And, and like being blown away of like, like this is what Christians used to be called. Like this was the mm. movement that kind of existed underneath the culture and its own little wave of culture um, was yeah. the wave. And I thought it was like mind blowing. And I was like, man. And at the time I was deeply involved in youth ministry and um, about to come on staff at a church. And um, I was like, that's what the youth ministry needs to be called the way. And then like, that's so cheesy and lame, but the meaning behind it is, is solid. And, and I remember that being like, I don't know. There's so many different moments. I always wanted to do this. Like I thought it would be cool just for myself to like go and visit all those places that were like monumentous in your life. Uh, and like, I don't know, somehow yeah. record the memory of those places, but that would be cool. Yeah. But yeah, who knows? We'll Heck have to, yeah. we'll figure that out one day. Um, maybe it's just my ego. I just want to share that with the world of how awesome I am. of all these cool places <laughs> that I've been, but <clears throat> no, it's a good, it uh, could maybe be a it's cool just, I want to memory, reminisce. You know? Yeah. Yeah. I'd have to figure out how to get in the house. That that house was a rental and it was like a drug mm. house. We only know it's a drug house because people would pull up in the middle of the night, like two, three in the morning and stop with their car oh running, run up to the front door and then realize, oh, this isn't, this is the place. It's a very, very strange house we lived in for six oh, months man. or something like that. Weird. Weird. Yeah. It was weird. That's nuts. Dude, Dude, let's talk. Let's talk. Roll of the church. Yeah, let's do it. And let's talk role I, of the church from a macro level, and then let's talk yeah. role of the church from like an individual level. Ah, dang. Does okay, well, sense? I don't know if you have good macro level thoughts, but so okay, here are here are my big thoughts that aren't that big. Um, okay, James one twenty seven. Uh, Pure and undefiled religion in the sight of our God and Father is this, to visit orphans and widows in their distress and to keep oneself unstained by the world. So that's that's my first one is like the church is missional, is, is active in their communities, is active wherever the physical building is and, and wherever the believers in Christ followers are. Uh, that's James one twenty seven. Um, so I think the church is like on mission and doing something to impact those around them. Um, that's, that's my first, and that's the quick version of it. You know, I work at a nonprofit that, that serves kids, um, in desperate poverty. And that is a driving, uh, reason that I do is like people have dignity and, and often they don't know that they have dignity. They don't know that they were made in God's image until they're treated well and taken care of and, and given the chance to more deeply understand that. So I think the church is active in their community and active with the people that they are around. And remember the church, not just the building with the steeple, but the people uh, inside of it. Um, Ooh, secondly, thanks. <laughs> yeah. Not, not just the building. With the steeple, but but the people. Um, Look at all those people. That's right. Open it up. Look at all the people. Uh, next, um, Matthew 5, 13 and 14 uh, and 15. Uh, you are the salt of the earth. But if the salt has become tasteless, how can it be made salty again? It is no longer good for anything except to be thrown out and trampled underfoot by men. You are the light of the world. A city on a hill cannot be hidden, nor does anyone light a lamp and put it under a basket, but on a lampstand, and it gives light to all who are in the house. Let your light shine before men in such a way that they may see your good works and glorify your Father who is in heaven. Um, salt and light. Uh, you and I have a good friend who uh, often would say, We're, let's go be salty and luminous, you know, or, or seasoned and luminous, something like that. Um, like we're impacting people around us and we're bringing hope to, to those around us. Like we are actively changing the scene of the place that we're in. We're, 
living in the way of Jesus in a way that is totally counter countercultural to any modern culture and any culture since um, Christ was here and and kind of even before that, you know, like by following Christ, we appear to be salt seasoning all the things around us. We appear to be light bringing light and hope and and change to those around us in a positive way. Like the church is active, you know, like to be a Christ follower is not a not a passive calling and and on a large scale I think that's the same. You could even see that in our modern culture like hospitals came out of kind of missions of the church of like we have to be able to care for the sick and and those who need care, you know, let's do that as our church. And then it's become pervasive in our culture. And, 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 but it was an expression of like, we need to care for those in our community. We need to help the sick, help the weak, help the poor, all of that, you know, and out of that came this more modern, like hospital system um, approach. And then the big one, which this is terrible. um, The great commission is like, therefore go and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the of of God the Father, uh, oh, and teaching them to obey all that I've commanded you. Like go disciple people, make disciples, baptize people, raise them up in a way that they can live out all the things that that God commanded us um, through the way of Jesus. Like I think that's maybe the most macro thing is go and make disciples. Uh, that follow Jesus and make other disciples uh, that follow Jesus so that each person has the chance to to say yes to that. Each person has the chance to understand what it means to follow Jesus. Like, I think those are some of the biggest roles of the church, or those are at least the ones that stuck out to me as I was thinking about role of the church is like, be salt, salty, uh, seasoning the things around you, be light uh, illuminating uh, lives around you and not just in like a hippy dippy way, but I mean like illuminating uh, people's lives by bringing real hope into their lives, um, make disciples and care for the orphans and widows. Those are like the, the big roles of Christ followers that to me are no brainers, at least uh, that might not be totally comprehensive, but that's what struck me is like, those are roles of the church, roles of the group and individual that I think are vital to, to the church, uh, being the church in a, in a real way. Um, what about you, man? What do you think? Yeah. He just like cut off really quickly. He must be, he must be having some background noise over there, but, um, I'm trying to get it all we, uh, out there before things go off the rails. So I didn't yeah. hear anything. So you're all good. <laughs> Nice. Um, I think too, like those, those are pretty macro in, in nature too, right? Like I, I think they all get summed up in one statement and, and Jesus said, like you are the hope of the world. Um, and that's the collective of the church. That's what we are. We're the hope of the world. I wish that was more true today. Um, like I don't know how hope shoot. I don't know how hope filled we are as the church. Um, and if we're not hope filled, we're not going to be sharing hope. Um, there's definitely a piece of that as well. Um, and I, I think the only place that we ever, um, the only time that we ever get into those places is when we're walking with Jesus, um, you know, in, in relationship and, and fostering that relationship. So Jesus can move in our hearts and let that kind of ooze out of us. But, um, yeah, we're, we're the hope of the world. We carry the greatest message that has ever been shared or told. Um, and it's, it's crazy that we, we miss out on the impact that we could be having in the lives of other people um, if we just chose to, to one, live it out ourselves and then to share out of that, that lifestyle um, of why you have the hope. Right? Um, the whole verses of um, for the life of me, it's too early in the morning, Andrew, to be thinking like this. Um, <laughs> Sorry, dude. Now I remember the verses. Shoot. Um, one day I will remember things. Um, I feel like, I feel like former vice president Biden, um, that was was a shot at Biden. I apologize. That's Um, hilarious. (laughs) 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 Um, I don't even remember what I was saying. I got so sidetracked. 
Um, but yeah, we're, we're the hope of, of the world and we have the ability to make massive impacts in, in people's lives around us. We just chose to invest and, and live out the great commission as, as Jesus commanded us to, and I'm as encouraged as to, but let's be honest, 90, probably higher percent of Christians, um, never in any sense live out the great commission, no element of it, um, through their entire lives, which man is, is sad not just because the we're missing out on impact, but it's sad for like, man, the, the experience that you get to have as a Christian when you choose to live the great commission. So, you know, go into yeah. all the world, um, you know, making disciples of all nations, baptizing the man of father, son, Holy spirit, teaching them to obey everything I've commanded you. And surely I'm with you always to the very end of the age. Like yeah. to, to live those elements out, like that's where life is. Like that's where the adventure of Christianity is. And, the places that Jesus is going to take you and the things that you're going to invest in and to experience and um, the people that you're going to be able to, to impact. Like that's what we want to get back to. Cause that's the exciting part of, of Christianity, but we miss, we, man, so many Christians miss out on that life and shoot even, yeah. even mature devote Christians miss out, you know, through seasons of their life on, on those, um, on that adventure. Um, so I get it. I, I get how we get there. I think the enemy's good at distracting us for those things, from yeah. those things. And, um, you know, we, we get sidetracked and not focused, you know, back to Andrew's where we're not focused. Yeah. Focus. Um, but, on, it, on but it feels really big, right. To, to go into all the world and make disciples of all nations, you know, but I think like caring this the idea, care for orphans and widows. Like, I think that means literally that, care for for the down and out the the kid that doesn't have parents you know watch out for them the the widow who uh, needs extra help watch out for her care for her um, but I think it's just a concept behind that that's greater of like look for actual needs around you and meet those needs you know like I think that's where that's a natural place that it can start and it's like does your neighbor need a hand like be quick to help them out does is somebody, you know, going through a really hard time, give them a call or show up at their door. You know, like it's, we like making disciples is complex and not easy. And yeah, I was going to say not easy and difficult because it is like, it's super hard. And that's why it's not a simple thing to just say, here's a perfect model. It's like, no man, like it's daily living this stuff out and daily looking for needs and being intentional and strategic and also guided by the Holy Spirit and how we do what we do. But man, if you're a Christ follower, just look for the needs of the people you're already around and start there. God might call you to a totally different culture and context at some point, or he might not, but each of us uniquely has has a series of connections to people. Like, you know a ton of people I don't know. And I'll never know. And I know a ton of people you don't know, and you'll probably never know. Like, and and that's the beauty of it is the church working hand in hand to, to meet real needs and not just like, Hey, you need 50 bucks. Here's 50 bucks. I mean, like meet deeper needs of like, you don't have hope. And I, I know I have hope and his name isn't Jesus. Like you could have to hope too. Let me live in such a way that you can see hope in my life. And that, that God can speak to you and say, I want that. I want to follow in the way like that person is, you know, I think that's how, I think that's how evangelism works um, in my experience. And I think that's where discipleship begins is like uh, people honestly living out their, their relationship with the Lord and um, that being salty and luminous, right. That being like, all oh, that tastes good. Like that looks better. That that's attractive. That's like, that could, my real needs would be met in a real way, uh, through that, uh, pursuit of Christ and pursuit of, uh, of the Lord yeah. lived out like that, you know? So that's yeah. why I was saying those principles is I just think they're like actionable, you know, <laughs> especially care for orphans and widows. It doesn't have to be just them, but like just, humbly say like, God, how could I serve the people around me today? Um, which can be hard. And, and before I stop this tirade, like my, uh, my, like I have two little kids, you know, like two little girls 
And dad being a, a father is one of my first roles. You know, it's like be a Christ follower, be a husband, be a father. Like those are my top three in this season of life and, and probably forever. Um, but like, you know, Christ served people around him. And he said, like, mm-hmm. like the, the greatest of you will become the least. Like if you want to be the greatest, become the least. Like if you want to lead people well, wash their feet like Jesus did, you know? Um, so service, man, serving people, serving tiny people who are screaming nonsense at you. Uh, like when you have kids, uh, it's hard. <laughs> it's not easy uh, to just be like, I'm going to die to self and humbly help this person out. But, but I think that, uh, I think that's part of the way, you know, is like serve people in a real way, like Jesus modeled uh, really, really well. Um, And that's something that each of us can do, you know, in each context we're in. Yeah. Well, I think too, like, I I think of this is what I was going to share and I remembered it, but you know, when Peter said, you know, be ready to give, uh, an account or a reason for why you have the hope that you have. Um, like that's the, that's the most impactful version of, uh, evangelism that we have. We just don't live with hope. So it's really hard to actually live, you know, that, that statement out. Um, it's somewhere in first Peter, I'll, I'll look it up and, <clears throat> and post it. But, um, so if, if that's the goal, like the only way that we get to those places, we, we get back to the same message that we've been preaching for the last year. Like you've got to get back to fostering a relationship yeah. with Jesus or, or get to fostering a relationship with Jesus. Cause it's the only thing that's going to change you from a sanctification standpoint, from a becoming more like Christ, becoming a part of the way and living this Jesus life. Um, like that's the only way it's going to happen. And as you grow and mature in that, like, yeah, you're going to live with greater hope no matter the circumstances of your life. And that is going to be attractive to people. You're going to see needs uh, around you and you're going to want to, to, not just meet those needs, but meet those needs inside of relationship. Like it's one thing to like, yeah, let's go to a soup kitchen and serve people. Does it help? Sure. It helps to some extent. Sure. Um, is it impactful? Probably not. Um, like it's, you know, it's a, it's a coin in the bucket kind of thing. Um, maybe it's more impactful for you than it is for that person, but you go to that same soup kitchen, you know, every other week or something like that. And you meet Fred, uh, and, you know, build a relationship with Fred and a rapport with Fred. Yeah. Is that going to have an impact? Yeah, it's have a greater impact because now relationships involved. You're going to have an impact on Fred's life um, in some way um, as you invest in him. Like this is what the Great Commission lo- looks like as we make disciples and live this model out. It's It, it, it seems overwhelming. Um, it seems like it's a big, oh, baby. Uh, sorry, Andrew's brought his daughter <laughs> on the screen. Totally distracted very, you. She is very into the screen right now. We're making yes. eye contact. She's looking more and more like the older one. Um, totally. Dude, I don't know if you like want me to twins. use her name. So that's why Kinda I say weird. that. But, yeah. Um, so like as we walk and that's why the Great Commission ends with the way they did. Like, yeah, Jesus gives this this huge vision. Like, this is what I want you to go do. And let's look at it. Like the church has done it. Like. The, yeah. the disciples yeah. invested in people and they invested in people. And now, you know, look at the, the amount of churches across the world. And unfortunately, you know, division is, is the norm these days, but um, like it, it's had that impact, but it, he, he ends that whole great commission piece with, and I'll be with you always to the very end of the age. He's not asking us to do it alone. He's just asking us, he's not asking us to take on the whole thing right at once. It's just take the right next step yeah. towards this journey. Exactly. And the only way you're going to do that is, is if you're fostering a relationship with Jesus and letting Jesus shape and mold who he's called you to be. Um, so you can, you can get to those places and um, you can see the, the fruits of the spirit, you know, just oozing out of you to have impact on the lives around you. Like that's attractive. People want that. This is why the early church expanded like it did um, is because this was getting put into um, cultures, towns and societies across, you know, the middle East. And then, you know, from there, um, like this is where, this is how it moved was this, this hope that um, these individuals functioned inside of that we all want to get to. So um, dig into that. And, you know, we'll get into the, the micro elements of, of the church. Like what do individuals, the, the, the individuals that make up the community, the church, we'll get into that next episode. Um, so, so come back for that. Um, but this is kind of good overview of, of what, um, um, of what the church is, is we kind of bring an end to this series. I think this is our last topic um, from a so. perspective. Like here's all the big things. 
Uh, yeah. Andrew, I got a great idea for the next series that I'll Ooh, share with you. Can't uh, wait to hear that. that. Sweet. We won't share it with anyone else because that's how we are. It'll we be a surprise. With you, not because, yeah, not because <laughs> we want to like really surprise you, but like if we don't do it, then what's the point don't tell it? them the, don't say the whole thing. <laughs> but yeah, that's why, that's why just in case, uh, but dude, sorry, let me just say, sorry, I, I do think this is a good ending point and I think we should go maybe more individual. I say it's a good ending point cause my kids are being crazy. Um, but, um, you and I wouldn't be here if the church hadn't taken this stuff seriously, you know, if a bunch of individuals, hadn't spent their life trying to be honest disciples and followers of the Lord, you know, following in the way of Jesus. And like, man, we might talk about the rise and fall of Mars Hill. We might not, but like there's plenty of stories and examples recently and in the past of where church has gone off the rails in different ways. We, we all know it, but we're here like you and I, you know, and, and many others, billions, others, of others are are pursuing the Lord actively because individuals have dedicated their lives to like, let's take the great commission seriously. Let's live this out seriously. Yeah. And, you know, there's a lot of hope in that, you know, a couple thousand years ago is when Jesus literally walked the earth and, uh, and we're still here and we're still trying to live out his way. And that's pretty yeah. powerful. And it's not on accident and it's not just on the, strength and will of men, you know, nations have arisen mm -hmm. and fallen many hundreds and probably even a couple thousand different nations have risen and fallen in that time. But, um, but the word of the Lord, you know, through the Bible, um, and through the stories and concepts of the Bible, it stood strong. The message behind it, uh, has stood even stronger. So there's a lot of hope here. You know, it's not just like a, let's, let's bash what's wrong in our modern concept context. Like, People have honestly lived this stuff out for a long time and in very authentic ways um, or we wouldn't be here at all. So uh, there's a there's a lot of hope in what is the role of the church. Like, have we lived it out perfectly? Yeah. I don't think so. Uh, have a lot of people lived it out authentically and as well as they can? I do think so. You know, so, um, yeah, I mean, I just wanted to say that as where maybe that's well, my final too, thought. Like, it's like there's hope here, you know. Yeah. And I think too, like, I think there's a fear inside of Christians that we don't want to do it wrong. Right. Like we take such, such a legalistic approach about too many things. And one of those yeah. things is like, well, if we do it wrong, it's going to, it's going to screw everything up. But like, right. you know, like Andrew right. said, like I think through my own journey and the people that invested in me and I can name them off. Um, and I've gone back and thanked those individuals. And if you haven't yeah. done that, I, I recommend it. Yeah. Um, but like I grew up in a pretty legalistic, like, 90s christian um you know church where you know there was a, a lot of bad theology um, being preached uh, in a couple of different ways but in that environment like god grabbed my heart in that environment and in those relationships like god shaped me what i need to be shaped through those moments to get me to where i'm at today like and you even look at churches look at mars hill as an example you know andrew mentioned it and that's a podcast by the way uh, rise and fall of mars hill but and there's shoot thousands of examples in churches today um, that meet the same thing. It's not a unique circumstance. Um, it just happened on a grand scale because of the size right. of the church. But um, like even in that, like the the life change that happened in the midst of those things where like I would argue majority of the people that you know went through those experiences, bad as the experiences themselves were, you know, God still use those things to shape who they are today um, to get them closer to, to living time. this way yeah. life, you know, as, yeah. as they follow Jesus, like God can use our incompetence. <laughs> God can yes. use our sin shoot yep. um, to get us to the places where like, yep. so don't, don't take the stance of, well, I'm just not a mature enough or deep. Like, no, you have something to offer. Like you've journeyed with Jesus long enough to be able to help people that haven't journeyed with Jesus long as you have to get them to those places. Right. Like, and then as you learn new things and as you get shaped in other ways with, as you foster relationship with Jesus, like just share those things, you learn them. Like you only have to be a, a day ahead of somebody yeah, else right. uh, in this, in this journey to be able to help that person along to the next day. Right. Um, so like, don't let that overwhelm you. Like, even if you do it wrong, even if you screw up royally, God can still use those things and, and have a massive impact on your heart and life. And don't throw away, um, 
you know, the baby with the bathwater. Right. Like right. it may be dirty and gross and all those things um, as the church can be at times or as leaders can be at times. Um, but there can still be good that came out of that. Like I remember, Big time. <laughs> which is a crazy story. So, you know, I did youth minister for many, many years when I was still in Phoenix, we, we went to a, a, a youth camp and um, the, the camp pastor that, that spoke all week had massive impact on, on a friend of mine um, in, in just some pretty remarkable ways. Well, within a year it came out that that individual had a, another family living in a different state and it like became this whole, you know, rigmarole thing in the Southern Baptist churches, um, which, you know, Dang. yeah, it's sin, it, it's destructive, it's ugly and all of those things. Um, but my friend just kind of threw out everything that impacted him from that individual um, and kind of walked away from all of that um, because of the actions of this individual after the fact, like God can use broken people to do miraculous things. Yes. Um, we see it all throughout the recorded word. Um, we see it throughout our own experiences. We see it throughout others' experiences. So even, I'm not saying go on sinning. Sinning is destructive. It's going to hurt relationship with God and relationship with people. Um, but don't let that be the reason why you don't yeah. get in the game and start investing exactly. in the lives around you. Um, because even in the midst of your ugliness and your dysfunction, um, God can still work because he's much bigger than all of those things. Um, so, so dive into those things. But Andrew, time, I think dude. that was my last thoughts. Such um, a good thought. Such an encouraging yeah, thought to for, me too. Like uh, just to say like, that's a perfect way to end. Uh, I don't know, get in the game, like, and know what you're signing up for and know, like, if you pay attention to the lives of the people who had pro profound stories and impact, uh, in the Bible, like most of them royally screwed up at some point or another. So yeah, man, full of hope. And this is a, this is a story of hope for sure. Good seeing you, my friend. Thanks for listening to our show. It really means a lot to us, and we hope that it helps bring you closer to your relationship with Jesus and with other people. And it also helps us out if you rate our podcast or leave us a review on whatever platform you're listening on. You can also follow us on Instagram and the Facebook. Now, sharing this with your friends isn't just to get the word out of the podcast. We believe that we have the message of hope that's found in the gospel of Jesus Christ. And you sharing this has the ability to transform the lives of the people around you. We want to hear from you. You can email us at hello at thisjesuslifepodcast.com. You can message us on Facebook and Instagram, or you can just visit us at thisjesuslifepodcast.com. But seriously, thanks for listening.